Hi everyone, it's Lachlan. Just before the start of this show today, I wanted to let you all know that episode 39 of the Lured Up Creator series released this weekend, starring Jamal, myself, Adam and Ken, so the entire team from the Pokemon Professor Network. It would mean a lot to us if you checked that episode out after you're done listening to the Patreon Takeover, or episode 45 of Wayspotters. Listen now for a brand new Call of the Week intro. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome all agents, trainers, Pikmin bloomers, ballers, light ship pilots, eighth wall advertisers, and our beloved explorers and wayfinders to a very special episode, number 45 of the Wayspotters podcast. Wayspotters is proudly brought to you by the Pokemon Professor Network, which is home to many great shows. The Pokemon Professor Network is powered by the community. Hey, that's you. And if you would like to support the show, you can for as little as $1 US a month. This provides you with access to the Patreon-exclusive Discord, full of fantastic people. And speaking of fantastic people, we've got a whole bunch of them here on this episode, as we do every 15 episodes. Now, we'll do a proper introduction in a few minutes, and we'll tell you how you can join episode 60 for our next extravaganza, which is going to be hosted by the one and only Lachlan. And speaking of Lachlan... Hey, buddy. How are you? Anything going on with you today? Yes, well, I've just got back from doing some Hooper raids this morning because Niatic done Niatic, and the 11 a.m. slot basically spawned three uh, in our entire city. And Wait, I know that the two that we were doing like three? were the popular ones because uh, we, as our group of 10 real people that showed up here, had to wait about seven minutes for the spoofers to clear through all of their lobbies of 20. So that was entertaining, and I've never seen spoofers at this location before, so I think it's a real indicator that there was none others in the, the area. So thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate gonna, appreciate they're going to stuff around. And spoofers are going to spoofers. Well, Lachlan, I think it's important that we tell everybody while we're doing this special episode that before this episode is over, you are going to have to leave because you have to go where? There's more Hooper Raids at 2 o'clock, so we're, it's currently 10 past 1. We're starting the recording a little late, so I'm getting picked up uh, at 5 to 2 to go do more Hoopers. So, so we're going to get as we're gonna get as much Lachlan in this episode before he has to leave, and then me and all of our friends will close it out. And so, I'm sure you've got enough sound bites to fill the whole episode of me anyway. I have enough sound bites to make an entire episode of Waste Spotters. But I did, I did want to say... I, I'd leveled up again in Pikmin, and now I'm level 62, and I'm going to hit 63 tonight when I finish off the Community Week uh, flower planting, so that's quite exciting. That is very, very exciting. Well, speaking of exciting, this is our Patreon episode, and we've got volume all three. of our friends here. Yeah, Volume 3. This is our third one. And what I'd like to do right now is go around the room, and I'd like each one of our patrons to... Give me like 30 seconds, kind of tell me your screen name or the name you go by and kind of a general description of where you are in the world, you know, East Coast America, West Coast Mexico, Niantic Island, Earth, Milky Way. And we'll start with Tish. Tish, tell us a little bit about you. Now on the Wayspotters podcast, we give you topic number one. I am Tish Smith. I live in... I guess the South in Alabama. Uh, I roll tide, roll tide. Yes, roll tide. Uh, 
War Eagle. Um, uh, no, bad. Um, <laughs> but um, I found the Pokemon Professor Network community through uh, Twitter. Back when the pandemic started, I had just moved. And so I was trying to like find some people to become friends with because I hadn't made friends here yet. I followed Ken by accident, actually. And I joined the Patreon. (laughs) I joined the community, like the Patreon. And about two months into it, doing like the Zoom calls and stuff, I realized that there was actually a podcast. (laughs) That is so funny. I don't know if I knew that before. Yeah, because that was right when uh, they still had the the walking requirement for GBL and uh, like Ken doing those every day. Like they really kind of motivated me to do it. And so uh, that's why I joined the Patreon. And then, like I said, I found out like two months later that there was a, a podcast during one of the Patreon Zoom calls. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's how I so kind of found this whole group. But I, I, awesome. I love it. It's literally the highlight of my week is the Zoom calls. And we're happy to have you there. So, Tish, we're going to come back to you. We're now going to go over to Mr. Hamtero. Also someone who knows a little bit about podcasting. Hamtero, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and kind of how you came to, to know about the Pokemon Professor Network and Wastewaters. Yes, uh, my name is the first Hamtaro. I am the host of the As the Pokeball Turns podcast. I came into Wayfair actually by accident when my friend was trying to make Pokestops and gyms in our neighborhood. And I really loved the idea of exploring and being able to add to the map and when Wayfair came to Pokemon Go, I was literally out the door and I've been going ever since. In regards to that, I'm a nominator, editor, reviewer, all three of the above. I also own the DFW Wayfair Pokestops Discord, which is where we all review every night. And outside that, how I, I came I with the- I love that, po- by the way. I really love that. I got to get that started in my area, but continue. <laughs> it's perfect. Anyway, you know how I got connected with the po- prof- uh, Pokemon Professor Network. I just, when I first, before I did my podcast, I was just listening to random podcasts and Lured Up was one of them. And it took me a while to eventually join the Discord, but ever since then, I'm glad I am. Each person has just been awesome, and it's just been a great experience all around. Fantastic. Thanks for that. Now, let's go to the other side of the world, and uh, let's go to Lachlan. Lachlan, talk to us real quick. So, hello. I'm Lachlan. I'm the host, one of the hosts of the Wake Spotters podcast. I'm on the east-north coast of Australia in the good time zone that doesn't get daylight savings if uh, on the planet Earth in the, the Milky Way galaxy. And I really just, I jumped on it a while ago and I think I really just enjoyed episodes where I could listen to podcasts where I was out playing, you know, all of that fun social stuff. So I think that's me and where I come into the picture. Not sure if you've heard my guest spots and the voicemails I send into the, the big podcast, but, you know, as a patron, I do appreciate, you know, getting my chance to have my five seconds of fame, which is quite nice. But yeah, I, I think we've got another Australian lurking in here as well. Is, is, that, a, is that a dingo? I think it that's a, a dingo. dingo. I think it's a dingo. That's right. Hey guys, I'm Haram Dingo, Dingo for short. I I go between Sydney and Canberra as to where my general play and reviewing locations are. I have 2,200 approved nominations, level 49 in Pogo Instinct, and I'm on my sixth teetering seventh recursion in Ingress. What? That's, that's wait, for now. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. First of all, you're Instinct, so you're a smart man. Mm-hmm. You're on your seventh <laughs> recursion? Soon, yeah. Oh my god, I haven't recursed once yet. I'm level fifteen, 
and I'm almost level 16 because like I kind of lost the spark for Ingress. So I got to get it back. But like, you're going to inspire me to get that recursion and, and keep going. So that's awesome. Thank you, Dingo. I appreciate you being here. No worries. Amazing. Also, just a quick shout out to my beloveds, the Riffarer. May the Manx be ever in your favor. And let's go over to Hall the Counselor. You want to tell us a little bit about where you are in the world and how you came across Pokemon Professor Network and Wastepotters? Absolutely. Um, real name, Andrew Hall. In-game name, Hall the Counselor. Started out as a Pogo player. Found, lured up whatever podcatcher I was using at the time. Was really getting into Pokemon Go after having had a, a been away for a while. Ended up becoming a patron of Pokemon Professor. Then you guys came along, so I upped my patronage with the network. Level 45 Team Valor Pokemon Go, level 13 Ingress, level 48 Pikmin. Denver, Colorado. And in Wayfair, I've got about 60 approved NOMs and 8,500-ish agreements. Nice. That's amazing. Now, Hall, i got a question for you. So, friend of our show... Uh, the Roundtable Chatot podcast is out of Denver, Colorado. Do you know Absolutely. those guys? Absolutely. I did uh, GoFest with them this year. Awesome. Those are some... Which really GoFest good- Seattle? Because we did GoFest Seattle with them. Uh, no. <laughs> GoFest worldwide here in Denver. Okay. They are good blokes. They are good blokes. Yes. Very funny and very entertaining under the influence as well. Oh, you're talking about the pub crawl. Now Lachlan's going to start spilling the tea. (laughs) All right, Lachlan, you want to go ahead with the next questions? Yeah, so we'll start this time, I think, with Hamtaro. But I want to... I'm going to skip to a different question. I want to ask, what's your main device for using Wayfair? This seems to be something Niantic's asking us all frequently. So is it a mobile phone? Is it a tablet? Is it a laptop? Is it a gaming computer? Is it your work computer? Is it a Tesla web browser? Well, definitely not driving. And how do you primarily access the Wayfair website? I usually use the Wayfair website through the desktop. Uh, Whenever I've tried to use mobile, I don't really like how it's set up. So I like to be able to see everything all in one screen. All right, and okay. uh, what about uh, hold a counselor? I'm about 50-50 between mobile and desktop. I would echo that mobile is trash right now just because of it constantly skipping down to street view first thing when you pop up. So annoying, so um, annoying. Yeah, I've been saying for years, and I'm pretty sure I've said it on the forums a couple of times, please, please, please optimize for mobile. It, it's annoying, it, unbelievably annoying. And we need to definitely broadcast that as right now we know that the Wayfair app is in some form or fashion of being released and being used and then not being used but if they're going to make the Wayfair app I would love for it to be optimized for mobile so so please broadcast that on all your socials because we know they're listening we have it on very good authority that Niantic is listening so make sure you say it as loud and as proud as you can Dingo, what about you? How do you interact and use the Wayfarer? 100% desktop um, on my gaming computer. My Wayfarer is pretty much chock full of plugins and Tamper Monkey scripts, which I probably won't go into too much detail after that. Well, Ambassador Teststone actively develops half of them. So I can guarantee you that Niantic are at least aware of that from his uh, ambassadorship. Or his screenshots, Mm. (laughs) one or the other. 
And uh, Tish, what about you? I'm desktop. Like, I'm still new to it. I like to actually like, do, like, the split screen where I can go and look online and make sure, like, on, like, open uh, the maps on Google Maps. And, like, I try to look and make sure that, oh, this should be where it is or because I'm still trying to make sure I don't mess up. Now, Tish, very important for all the listeners to know, and if you join our Zoom calls, you would know this. Have you gone down and nominated all those things that I, I suggested for you? I am still working okay. on it, but I am nominating okay. them. <laughs> uh, I got the, on the, uh, that, whatchamacallit, the IITC yes. uh-huh. app. Yeah, I downloaded that and I did the overlay Perfect. for the S2 sales. Yes. But, like, the phone, I hate using my phone when I'm doing it. So, don't laugh at me for this. I printed off the map <laughs> and on. I love it. And so I actually took like graph, like my ruler and everything. And I drew on the, the paper. So I have papers there in my truck and I have them in there. So whenever I actually have time, like I'll go to one little area and be like, Oh, I put this spot here. So let me go stand here. Nice. Let me do the picture, do all that fun stuff. And so I know it's a little old fashioned. I wasn't able to do any today cause it was no raining. Problem. And I didn't want to ruin the paper. Hemtaro, Hem, but that's Hemtaro what I've been doing. just lit up when you said that. Hemtaro, what's up? <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to say, Tish, you keep Jamal awake at night. The longer you take the time to not nominate those things he pointed out. So you probably definitely should get on it if you want Jamal to be able to be alive by the end of this year. And uh, Tish, I, I wouldn't laugh at printing out maps because I've done that. And the other week, and it's something you'll listen to in about a week or two from now on the show. We haven't figured out when we're going to chuck it in. Um, I I was driving around with a a fellow Wayfinder and she brought printed maps of where we need to go, where we need to submit so that we don't have to fumble about between multiple apps and risk the apps crashing. And, you know, that way she could make sure she's 20 meters away in ingress for her portals. But also, if possible, if it's a gazebo with a cell running through it, we can get it in ingress and go. So that was new for me and it's something I hadn't done for a while. So it's just exciting to see that, you know, you're not alone in that. It's a really good way of doing it. Not the most paper efficient, but I definitely appreciate going a little old school sometimes. David. I was going to say, actually, I take maps whenever I go, I went, I got, I found a park recently where there's a lot of stuff to nominate that I lost track of. So I def, I don't do it physically, but I usually just take a screenshot on my phone and pinpoint it. It makes it a lot easier than, you know, trying to go back and forth. And uh, I recently went to the local council office and got a map of all the bikeways. And we just sort of went along there trying to find as many of the bikeway trail signs that we could that were, you know, along the footpaths uh, and sent them through the system as well. So, you know, a physical map can be really useful when it comes to adding to Wayfarer. I think that's all of us talking about how we wayfind. Did we get to you, David? Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. Okay. We did. Did we? Yes. Yes. But even though we covered that in the episode, we had you on regardless. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Go back and listen to it. It's a good episode. Um, it was a really good so episode. If we think about Wayfarer and Niantic as a whole, something that people often complain about is either their communication, whether that's in-game on the website, uh, the in-game experience. But like, what would you want fixed from a Wayfarer level? And just one thing, like not just say the system as a whole, but like pick one thing that you would like to be fixed, improved, better communicated, or... Maybe just get, say, I want to get paid for Wayfarer. You know, like what would be the one key thing you would bring in if you had John Hankey's ear? And we'll start this time with Dingo because I know this is something he's probably spent hours of his life not sleeping thinking about. So simply put, KPIs, like 
if you have uh, invalid waste boat appeal or if I report something and you take 18 months to get back to me to reject it, why uh, would you do that for like others and like not for the one that happened 18 months ago? So having a sort of clear KPI and standard for expecting when you will get your responses back for, I guess, reports or anything. And I think that's really important because I got a invalid location email back yesterday from 12 months ago. And I, I was in the middle of a conversation with Testone at the time about something unrelated. And I just said, hey, here's this. He's like, all right, I'll chuck it in my next bundle of rejections to get to. But yeah, it can be really annoying after 12 months to be told that the poker stop that's on a school in a rural town that you drove past a while ago is not, you know, like I, I don't understand the system. And like, I would hope that if they an invalid request came from someone who has physically been to the area, interacted with the Wayspot, and has a reasonable rating on the Wayfarer website, should be taking it at a higher face value. I shouldn't then have to compile evidence for you. That should be all included in the removal process at the start. Even just a text box field that allows you to send a couple words of context from a local environment instead of then having to go to the forum because then you then wait on the forum another two, three weeks for them to process it. And it's just, it's mind numbing. Like Hmm. as someone who has removed waste spots because they should be removed or historically because someone submits one object in a really wrong location, like you've got to clean up the map before others get bad ideas. So the process. You see how we had to qualify that. So I didn't call him a monster. Did you notice that? Did you notice that? Because I think he's a monster when he removes waste spots like innocent little fire stations in the middle of central Kentucky that aren't bothering anyone, and he has to go and remove it. But that's okay. Some people are monsters, and some people are Jamal, I know for a fact that you've marked a waste spot for removal at least once now. You're not completely... No, I did. Remember, I was was proud of myself because there was a better waste spot within that cell. That I wanted in oh, there. Oh, so you wanted the light ship waste spot to appear. Oh, so it was it was a very selfish well, uh, point. It wasn't a, a selfless. So 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 the new waste spot I can spin from my desk, and the old waste spot I couldn't. Okay, so it's and all so about the Jamal. Old waste all right. spot actually got. Remind me to bring that up the in fifty two. No, 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 the old waste spot. The old waste spot got removed. And so I submitted the new waste spot because it was, you know, I was doing the right thing by the game board. And the new waste spot I can just happen to spin from my desk. I can't reach it in Ingress, but I can spin it in Pogo. So, yes, I did the right thing. See, Tish, Lachlan can't say that I'm always doing the wrong thing because I did the right thing there. All right. Well, Hall, I want to ask you a question. I want oh, to ask Hall right, a question. All right. Yes. So have you removed anything? Have you submitted anything for removal out there in the great state of Colorado? Believe it or not, while you guys were having that conversation, I just submitted a removal for something that has been bothering me for like three years. And because the conversation reminded me to do it, I did it in Wayfair app. It's a mural that one was never at the location it is in game. And two, the building it was in was torn down three years ago. So I put it in as location materially changed and did that as my statement. We'll see how it plays. And that is a legitimate reason to have something moved, not because Lachlan didn't like it. So I'm in favor of that. Tish, talk to us. I want to say something along with that. Like um, there was there's a 
I didn't notice it until the other day. Like I was stopping by a, poke, a couple of Poke Stops on the way home. There was this one that it's always been on this restaurant, but I never actually looked at the Poke Stop. I just spun it and gone. And I was looking, and it's actually like the post office that in that little town. Like the well, it's more like a little like it's like a gas station in the city hall, and then you blink and it's gone. They had had it on this little tiny restaurant, like two blocks down the road, and. Like, it looks like someone had actually moved it. I'm like, I got to fix this now. It's going to bother me if I don't. <laughs> and it's like, because there's, there's, there's a painting up there on the, the restaurant that could easily be uh, another stop. It's just, they haven't, I guess no one thought to do it. Mm-hmm. I right. don't know. But I'm going to try and fix it, hopefully. Gotcha. Hemtero. Since we were talking about removals, I kind of wanted to say, as much as I am pro Pokestop, you know, I love, you know, the more Poke Stops, the better is my opinion. More Poke Stops. Exactly. Give me more. But in all seriousness, I'm not as innocent as well. You know, I have removed stuff. My heart boundaries are usually if I see something that's on a school, I go out of my way to remove it. Especially here in Texas, we've not had our best luck with schools. If I see it in an edit or anything on the map, I usually drive out there and I will remove it. Outside of that, I'm usually fair game. Like if it's out there, it's there. I'm not going to really lose sleep over it. Just want to throw that out there. Schools are kind of where I draw the line also, because the last thing we want with any of our Niantic games is a lawsuit or someone to get arrested on school property. You know, that could bring the whole system down. So I draw the line there. What about you, Dingo? So I track every single email that comes in and out from Niantic. And in 2022, I've removed 97 waste spots. Uh, so Huge number, but at the same time, I have never requested a removal, apart from one in the Gold Coast, which was rejected anyway, of something that. Wait, did you did did you re- did you replace any of those ninety seven, or did you just remove ninety seven from the game? Almost always, I uh, I'm just walking around and finding new things around it. It might not be in the same S two cell, but if you're looking at something in say the Sydney CBD. There is just chock full of like missing things or another Pokestop or gym appears out of nowhere. Or you just kind of like rearrange the game board to like something, you know, more fun. Like having the gym the furthest away from the roads so no one can drive to it. <laughs> Ooh, you said that with such an evil laugh right there. It must be an Australian thing because Lachlan talks about that also, about their bike pass and making sure that you can't reach it from the car. Right, Lachlan? Yes, yes. But I we have some breaking news I want to cover, which has only just been posted to our Wayfair social group on Twitter uh, in relation to the Ingress Anomaly. Let's go. New intro. It's the new intro. It's the new intro. New, new, new intro. New intro for the news. There are reports of a red faction at Ingress. So where's my yellow faction is all I want to say on that. Um, and you can only access it, I'm not sure if this is still going to be live now, on intel-x.ingress.com. So live news as we're recording this. So something for us to look into after what that means for the future of Ingress. Is there going to be a third team full-time? That's very exciting. Anyway, back to the show. Ooh. And I always love it when I can cut in and put the sounder in and no one hears it until the edit's over. I love that. Right, Hamtaro? <laughs> so, Dingo. So why is it? And I'm going to ask you right now to speak for every Australian and all, what is there, 65 million of you guys out there in Australia? 20. Is that right? Um, people are in Texas. That's probably a good guess. Really? 
Well, you know, Texas is its own country and Australia is its own country. So I guess there's some parallels there. Um, okay. So Dingo, I'm going to ask you to speak for all Australians. <laughs> just, just pretend Lachlan's not even on the call. He's in Brisbane. That's not really Australia. Sure. And who even knows if Australia really exists anyway? Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why do all Australians want to remove stuff? Like I get it if it's not there, but like everybody I talk to on my friends list who's from Australia has like this thing, like I've got to go remove everything. Are you guys just that dedicated to the game board? Like I'm, mm. I'm just a serious question. It's not the matter of like being dedicated. It's about seeing the world as it is. And so a lot of people think that Australia is an imaginary ecosystem on the southern hemisphere of the world but it's all real so you won't see like everybody on the call is nodding everybody's <laughs> nodding their head yes, right so you now. you won't see like a fake waste spot because you can't have something fake in a place that's supposedly fake maybe <laughs> dingo when i come to australia i, I there's three things mm -hmm. i want to do i want to one Hug a kangaroo. Two, delete one of Lachlan's waste spots. Mm -hmm. No. Two, I want to swim in the Brisbane River. And I don't remember what the third thing was, but so I was dingo, told that there's sharks in the Brisbane River. There is. There's, sure. We could go find you a dingo to go play with. Go play fetch with the dingo. I'd like that. I really just want to pet a kangaroo. That's like the one thing that I want to do. Anyway, Jamal, before I have to disappear... Um, let's just make sure we go through everyone in the circle about what would you like to see fixed in relation to Wayfarer? So, yes. Tish, what would you like to see fixed? I don't really know if it's like Wayfarer in general, but like I know, um, and maybe it's because I haven't really gone out of my way to really look as much, but like trying to figure out like how to work the S2 cells, like the fact that I had to like Luckily, like I have you, Jamal, and this community to help me figure out how what S two cells were in the first place, but how to put the the to download the IITC app to uh with Reddit to even how to set that up. Like that took me a little bit of time to actually do that, but I know that would probably be my only real issue. But that's just because I'm still figuring everything out. And I like think there's not like an easy entrance. Yeah, and I think the generic words that they say of each game has its own set of inclusion rules. I know Jamal wants those inclusion rules fully public, but they could do a better job of explaining in game how the inclusion rules may prevent things from yeah. appearing. Um, or that when you're nominating, actually on the nomination window, just because you nominate does not mean it will be a poker stop or whatever in Pokemon Go. So that that's that's fair. And um Hall, what what would you want fixed from the Wayfarer side of things? In-game rewards, full stop. Perfect. Man after my own heart. I actually sent Niantic a four-page document of how I think they could roll out in-game rewards. They asked me for more feedback, so I just sent them through four pages of it. And not just for Pokemon Go, for all of their games, including Pikmin Bloom. And uh, David, I think you're last up on this. So what, what do you want to see fixed? Well, as I talked about my uh, on my episode, or when I guessed it with y'all, education for sure. But I'll go a different direction this time around. In-game rewards for sure. There's not really enough to incentivize people to review at the moment. But there's plenty of incentive for people to nominate at the moment. Especially with the chaos of the Wayfarer app. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'd also fix people who haven't rated your show five stars yet. If you're listening and haven't rated this five stars, give it five stars right now. And I think Jamal's going to use that as a soundbite in the future. That's a smart man right there. And also, and also, just to keep things real, go to As the Pokeball Turns and give that five stars. That's a fantastic podcast as well. And a little tease, you may hear the Wayspotters boys at some point on that podcast. Little birdie told me. So, Jamal. What what's going to happen is I'm going to disappear for a little bit. So our listeners, uh, you'll hear me again after the break. But for now, Jamal's moving on to topic two, which is talking more in depth about Niantic's communication. Now on the Wayspotters podcast, we give you topic number two. What I love about this group is that this is a group of folks that are like meet you out there crowd, right? Submitting Wayspots, playing Niantic games on a daily basis, whether that's any of the big games, Pokemon Go, Ingress, Parado, I don't even know if Parado's out, uh, Pikmin, any of the games, also submitting Waste Spots and reviewing Waste Spots and editing Waste Spots. So you would think that this is a group that Niantic would want to stay in contact with all the time. Niantic has shown that the only ways they really want to communicate is either on Twitter, occasionally on Facebook, sometimes in game, which is usually a day late, and on the, and on the Wayfair community forums. So we'd love to start the conversation and get your guys' thoughts about Niantic's communication and how you think they should communicate with the public or how you would like them to communicate with the public. Hall, I want to start with you. You know, anything I say is going to sound like an echo chamber based on the last 44 episodes. I mean, it's an ongoing problem from Niantic in all the games. Ingress slightly less so than the others. And maybe Pikmin is actually pretty decent on its in-game communications. But Niantic as a company just generally seems to have bad comms. They don't seem to understand how to actually respond to people on the support chat. They don't seem to understand how to to deal with uh, folks in the forums. I mean, to me, and I, I realize this is probably my crazy, but to me, the forums for Wayfarer are just a freaking cesspool. I have no time or energy for the negativity that exists in that space and that they, it seems that they have no moderation control, no no management of the forums to be able to, to say, you know, give people strikes that, that are creating problems in the forums for folk. And I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, just they do not seem to understand how to communicate with human beings out in the world who love their products. And at the end of the day, it's going to, it's going to cause them to implode. I think, you know, I, I love what you said there. Cause if you notice, I don't get on the forums. I'm on the forums very rarely, if ever I'm on the forums. And for a lot of reasons, you said like, I've got like stuff to do. Like, like friend of the show, trainer Jay, is um, always on the forums. He loves the forums. I just can't take the toxicity of the forums and people will say something on the forums and people will, you know, shout them down or they'll, 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 you know, comment 15 times on their, on their post. And it's not a real fun place to be when you just have a question or you're trying to get something clarified. And I'm with you um, all the way on that hall. So thanks for that. Um, David, Hemtero, what are your thoughts on that? For Wayfair, 
It literally just feels like it's invisible. Like I think about the challenge with they did with the photos. Like if you weren't a part of the Wayfair community, you would not know nothing about it. And the only way we knew about it yep. was because they posted on Twitter. And I think that was about it. And I know Twitter, you can kind of engage in the audience. I know that's why a lot of not only Niantic, but big companies do it. I mean, that's why some of us do it. You know, we can engage with our audience a little bit more easier and stuff like that. But there's other ways to do it. There's You can do Facebook. There's still people who use Facebook, believe it or not. There's people who are on Instagram. Like, I don't think there's a Wayfair Instagram, is there? there is. Or TikTok. So, and that would be perfect. Like, could you imagine taking the photos with the POIs right there? I think that'd be a very good opportunity that's probably missing. And you can engage your audience in a different way that people who may want to avoid Twitter can go to different avenues. Yep. I don't disagree with you at all there. Dingo, give us the, the, the down under. So in regards to communication with like Wayfarer, it's either you go all in or like absolutely not. So one of the things that I've seen most recently, uh, pretty much typical, is that a lot of the correspondence that does come from Wayfarer is very prescriptive. So it's gone through a very corporate funnel and filters and you know inputs, outputs, etc. And it doesn't really seem to kind of, it just feels as if it's just separate from the explorers and from the wayfinders and stuff. Like it just, it really doesn't mesh well um, at all. One of the things I really do miss about the forums was uh, Dambocat's involvement and just kind of just reading back at a lot of Dambo's posts. They were just super flowy, super like absolutely like represents herself. She's herself. She's bringing her whole self. Like if I was to like say meet you out there, I wouldn't you know meet up with like I guess a chatbot, if that makes any sense, like a chatbot sitting down in a random Pokemon tent, or it'd be like a real person. And so less with the corporate stuff, more with, I guess, being yourself. And yeah. Okay, great. Tish. I'm going to kind of try and come from it, like a, from a rule player Mm -hmm. kind of side. Cause like, okay. So I didn't really use Twitter until about two years ago. Um, because I did not like Twitter, didn't really see the much use to it. I barely use Facebook, to be honest. And, like, uh, I know we kind of said we we're trying to still steer towards Wayfair, but, like, how I, Pokemon Go is my main game that mm-hmm. I play. That's the only reason why I'm even involved with Wayfair. I like to think of myself as part of the other 99%. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, the issue that I have with I only got on Twitter because I really enjoyed playing Pokemon Go and I really wanted to get to like I didn't know about Shinies. I love Pokemon but I never knew about Shinies growing up because we didn't have internet at home. Uh, we live in the middle of the woods. We just got internet to our house only because my youngest sister had to do online schooling. Okay. If it wasn't for that, my dad would have had to pay like $2,000 to get a line out to oh, wow. our house. Like that, like we're like the close, if it wasn't for the two churches that are near my house, the closest way spot or pokey stop or stop in general was 15 minutes from my house. A 15 minute drive from into, your house. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. 15 okay. minute drive okay. from my house. 
if it wasn't for the two churches. And even then, they only recently became a waste spot because I nominated them. And so with that, the even even joking saying that I'm part of the other ninety nine percent, I I'm of someone who plays a lot more than everybody else. Like a bunch of my friends, like they pick up Pokemon Go or like, I didn't even know what Ingress was until <laughs> I became part of the Pokemon professor network. Like I was like, what is this game? I still don't understand it. <laughs> um, we'll have to talk. <laughs> but like, yeah, like a lot of them, they don't understand like why, Oh, why can't this be a stop? Because this is somewhere that everybody goes. But they're like, so oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to nominate because we need more stops. But it's something that's like, what was it? There was, it was some kind of, it was like, I don't even remember what it was called. What it was called. Like they were trying to nominate, I think it was a flagpole. Mm, okay. Yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. And it's because, oh, we don't have a stop within 10 miles of here. We're trying to just get something here. Because, I mean, you can't nominate a tree. And so the issue with that is that like a lot of the the rural players that I play with, they're just like, I have to go out of my way to try and play because there's nowhere to nominate stops. And so it makes it kind of difficult with that. Right. But again, that's just. So how would, so you, so this is perfect. So this is perfect. So you were like, you're not on Twitter. You're never on Twitter. Twitter wasn't something that like you were doing before you started playing Niantic games. So if you weren't on Twitter, how would, how would you want Niantic to meet you out there to tell you about events, to tell you about what, what the shiny thing is coming out or what the community day is going to be or, or the spotlight. Like you, you, you're the person that I'm trying to figure out. How should Niantic meet you out there? Well, in the, the news app, like the, the set, like the, as soon as you open the like Pokemon go, there's that, Hey, this is that thing. I actually read those. And so like, that's how I learned about like the community day. Like my, I didn't have Pokemon go for about like, uh, I think it was like a year because I didn't have a phone that would support Mm -hmm. it. And so I wound up coming back. I think it was like Squirtle community day and I didn't even know what a shiny was at the time. And I'd found one. I'm like, Oh, this is a weird color. Um, <laughs> and then the next one I actually remember doing was Chikorita community day. Cause they put it in the game. And I remember I had to go to the Walmart in town. Uh, oh, I say in town, like the County that I used to live in, I had to go out of that County to play. Cause there wasn't any stops around me. So I, I remember playing community day for Chikorita and, uh, it wasn't cynical. It was Totodile mm-hmm. in the Walmart parking lot because <laughs> that's where all the spawns were. <laughs> Hemtero? <laughs> and oh, no, you're. Now I was going to comment on what Tish said and how. Well, the question that you asked Tish about how can they yeah. meet us out there? The perfect example was when they did these past years with the meet people out in the community. That brought so much visibility, not only to when Pokemon Go came out. But when they did the Wayfair tents, they did one here in Dallas. It exposed a lot of people to Wayfair. We got a couple people in our Discord because of that. And just getting just showing a physical presence because, you know, let's be like you said, Jamal, our lives are busy nowadays. We're not as young right. as we used to be. We got responsibilities, we got stuff like that. We can't spend all day on the forums and Facebook groups and yada yada yada. But just being out there for 
a busy time, a community day from set of time. It doesn't even have to be Pokemon Go, it could be Ingress or whatever. The set time, the same time with Pokemon Go, when they were out there, just to expose people to what it is and what it's about and get people introduced to it. Because it gives us something to work with in regards to if for by chance the area does have a Wayfair group like I do or like uh, other places do, they can kind of maybe coordinate and be able to get people connected so that way they can learn about the criteria, learn about the ways to submit stops, why this stuff doesn't get approved like a flagpole or the famous sprout bounds in the middle of the lake. Like, I think that would be a good Pitch. starting point. And yeah, like, like, um, there was, there was maybe like a handful of people that I would actually play with that even then they only play like once a week on Saturdays or they would come out during community day and it would just literally be like a handful of us, like no more than like six of us would go to the park in the one town that actually would play. And, but it got to where like during like, like the stay at home fest or like the big events that actually were like local areas a lot of them would go to like Birmingham or Montgomery like um to play at the zoo or at the botanical gardens like that one's a really big spot a lot of them would go up there because they'd have more chance to meet people and they would actually have more opportunities to get uh more spawns like in the town that I usually had to play like there was enough area where you could walk around but for the most part if you wanted to get I remember doing like raid trains and everyone's like oh, if we do this set town, we can go to these set towns. They're about 10 minutes apart. We can hit maybe 13 gyms in the three hours. And that was that was if we were booking it. Because I remember Suicune Day, I, I wanted that shiny <laughs> so bad. We were we were going for it. And I, I didn't. I was so mad. Um, but um, like I remember that. And then Moltres Day, we only hit 10, uh, 10 gyms that within those three hours, which is kind of weird to me, like going and watching like Brandon Tan and they're like doing back to back to back. And they're like, Oh, we got all these. So it's just, it, it's interesting. Right. That, that, that's really but, good feedback. Hall, I want to go to you. Cause I know you're in Denver and you've got access to a more urban area. I think you're probably just the polar opposite of Tish. How would you like Niantic to quote unquote, meet us out there when it comes to communication? I think just having the, like the community day, I forget the proper name that they gave them, the, the community day meetups that mm -hmm. they were doing throughout most of the summer. The Niantic, Niantic community day meetups. Yes. Yeah. I think continuing those would have been a great, would have been a start actually come, realizing the mountain West does exist mm -hmm. as a place or that the, the deep South exists right. as a place. Uh, I've said it. Uh, I had a long conversation with Woodwose Wolf about this once that, that, Niantic is so urban focused that they've completely forgotten, uh, not even like they've, they've forgotten rural areas, let alone places like where Tish is, that it's literally the middle of nowhere in her words. Um, but they've even forgotten that, you know, there are cities with a million plus people out there that are still, that have a huge player. Like Denver's base. a big city. And, and like where I'm at, Charlotte's a big city and we've got no representation. And yeah. And I, it would have been nice to see. I mean, I was impressed that one of the meetups, they actually had one scheduled in Salt Lake, uh, which is a similar size city. One state over it's a 12 hour drive for me, but just simply acknowledging that the mountain West exists was huge for mm -hmm. me. Uh, would have liked to have seen them come here, would have liked to have been able to set, talk to somebody at Niantic face-to-face. -face. 
and this is me as someone who's actually applied for positions at Niantic, right. that just having some kind of representation, seeing someone face to face would have been nice to, to have out in the world. And they seem to have completely abandoned the idea of actually doing community meetups. And I don't know whether that's a winter thing or uh, that they're just, they've just completely given up on the concept as they've cut a third of their workforce. Right. Now, as a guy who hosts a podcast about Wayfarer, I have to go digging for information. And between Lachlan and I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the more critical one when it comes to Niantic or if Lachlan's more critical of one when it comes to Niantic. But I think at the end of the day, if I come on the podcast and I'm not authentic and I don't say that Niantic's communication sucks, then no one's going to listen to the podcast because they're going to say Jamal's not telling the truth, right? And it does, right? And Lachlan and I are actively trying to strengthen our relationship with Niantic, right? Let's just be real. We are trying to get them on the show. We're trying to, you know, get more communication between the Wayspotters podcast and the Wayfarer team. But I got to be real and I got to be authentic. Their communication is not good. Like I personally, Lachlan and I, we do most of our communication on Twitter because that is kind of the level playing field of where all of Niantic's communication goes through is on Twitter. But if you're not on Twitter, you probably don't know about the Wayspotters podcast. Maybe Reddit, but Reddit scares me. Like I try to stay away from Reddit because every time I go on Reddit, like someone yells at me and tries to make me cry. I don't know. I try to stay away from Reddit. And then, you know, we post in some Facebook groups also, but there are so many other ways to kind of meet people out there. And like the Wayspotters team, the budget is whatever Lachlan can come up with and whatever I can come up with. Niantic has a budget and I would love to see them use it to, to really bring that hashtag to life of meet you out there. Hemtero. I was just going to add on what you said, you know, both me and you were, po- we're yes. podcast hosts. We have to engage our audience Correct. different ways. You know, that's the reason right. why I'm on Twitter. I mean, and because Niantic is so active on Twitter, I have to be on there to be able to get the inside scoop. Before that, I get blindsided. I would only find out through other websites about what's going on just in Pokemon Go alone. Forget right. about Wayfair. Wayfair yeah, is exactly. uh, even miles behind that. But just Niantic maybe finding different ways to engage people on the online platform, like maybe engaging in on, like I said earlier, Instagram, on Facebook, on these other platforms that exist that people are utilizing. Tish. Um, and like one other thing with. Uh like adding on to what Hentaro said, um, when I first, before I even got Twitter, I was following, I, I don't follow him now cause he's a known spoofer, but like I used to, I found him on YouTube cause I was like, I was trying to figure out about something about one of the community days, uh, early on. And I was like, I want to know what this is, what exactly, like what's, what is this? And so I wound up watching them and they were talking about all this different stuff. And then from there, that's when I realized I'm like, Oh, if I want to know this stuff, I'm going to have to use Twitter because they don't really like, I mean the, the blog post now they go to more detail, but, but uh, back then when I was trying to get back into Pokemon go, it was like, uh, I don't, <laughs> it's just, it's, it was frustrating. Cause I hated Twitter at the time. I didn't like it. I, I, I mean, I still don't, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Right. Well, I want to go to I want to go to Dingo for this, and and I think Dingo's going to blow us away 
Because I think Lachlan and Dingo and all of our friends <laughs> down under, New Zealand, Spoofer Island, Australia, mm. get the worst part of it. And this is what I mean. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice, think about this. How would you feel if an event started and you didn't get the notification about the event until the event was halfway over or the event was over, right? So our friends in APAC, because of the way the, the time zones work, they are the first or second time zones in the world to get the event. And by the time Niantic wakes up, gets to work and puts mm -hmm. out the information, the event's over folks, it's done. And, you know, everybody in the world jokes that, you know, there's, you know, Niantic has an event and then they have to schedule the makeup event for APAC, but that's a real thing. So Dingo, take a few minutes, talk to us about the communication and how you guys feel at APAC about what Niantic does when it comes to Wayfair well, really, or for Pokemon as you Go, know, let's just go ahead and say Niantic, Niantic Australia, New Zealand, Spoofer Island, we are the permanent beta testers. And so you have all these sorts of just terrible sort of mock-ups like Zoroa especially. That that's the absolute like knife in my heart because Zoroa happens to be my favorite Pokemon. So it's just just imagine that you you clock off work six p.m. and it won't be fixed because somewhere else in Niantic Land in like San Fran it's like eleven p.m. when Spotlight starts. So knowing that there's such a massive time difference between I guess whether it's the offices in like London or I don't know where they have offices in New York, San Francisco, et cetera, Seattle. It just feels as if Seattle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All, middle of the all night places that early. it's the middle of the night when you guys start. So if there is, yeah, if there is something that goes wrong, there's no one sitting at a computer in an office that can go, oh, APAC is messed up. We better fix this. It's always a making mm. event. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, if there was like a Niantic subsidiary in like Australia, like we would be the ones to like, you know, beta test it for everyone else before we even start beta testing it for the people, I guess, like, you know, set up a base in Spoofer <laughs> Island or something. It's you know, really weird like that. But I Dingo, reckon I don't know if, on top if, of if everyone else knows about Spoofer Island. You want to talk about that for a minute? Spoofer Island is a small set of islands in the middle of the Pacific Ocean known as Kiribati. And so Kiribati, because of their time, uh, their time zone, they are pretty much, they're even further than New Zealand in terms of like being way ahead. So they are probably, I think it's about three hours before Auckland starts to actually get events. It's so literally, it's the, sort of it's literally like the first place great. in the world that sees Niantic events. Every Anytime Niantic has an event, mm. Spoofer Island is the first place it goes, which is why they call it Spoofer Island, because all mm. the spoofers go there to see what's going on. <laughs> and it's uh, David's laughing, <laughs> but yeah, David, it's, it's, it's notorious, Spoofer Island. People don't talk about it as much as they used to, but it's a real thing. Hmm. I was going to say, it's basically the metaverse living right before our eyes. It's, and it's an island in real time, but if yeah, you know, exactly. you know. If you know, you know. So that is uh that's fantastic there. And, and, and guys, thank you so much for the honesty there. And I think the only way that Niantic gets better 
is if we, the community, the people who are actually spending money, playing the games, are like really honest and tell them like, what you guys are doing is not good. And just to kind of put a bow on this, I think the epitome of this is what happened recently with the uh, with the Wayfair app. And Lachlan and I are going to cover this in detail on a later episode. But Trainer Jay, because of the time zone he's in, in the UK, was one of the first people in the world to figure out that the app was live and started submitting waste spots through that. If I'm Niantic, Tintino put out a very nice message three, four days later talking about this was beta and this might not appear in the game and blah, 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 blah. But Hall, don't you think that message from Tintino should have come before it went live? You would think. Um, and even then the message was as muddled as it always is. I, I, I genuinely have this question. If, if Wayfair is literally a one man show with Tantino now, because it seems like he has zero staff at all beyond himself. And just one person is going to be overwhelmed by right. all of that. Absolutely. I, I think it, what really worries me about Niantic as a company in general was their I forget the percentage. It was something like one third of their workforce that got laid off earlier this I think year. It was closer to ten percent. As yeah, ten percent. Fine. After the previous six months, they that they had been expanding like gangbusters. Their staff uh, to see that drawdown was really quite worrying to me. And I realize I'm a little off topic, and I apologize for that, but. You know, it's clear to me that Tentino is just overwhelmed with everything that's going on and he has apparently no one to help him. And that's not a good sign for the future of, of Wayfair or the organization in general. And I don't disagree with you at all, but I want to hear what Dingo has to say. So definitely it does feel as if Niantic staff, Tentino himself, are quite over-encumbered with, in terms of just the massive amount of, I guess, demands and our needs like needing to be met with the whole programming of Wayfair and the location accuracy bug and all these sorts of like just messed up things like even with the app being released I don't think that was even mentioned to the ambassadors and I would say that the ambassadors would be the ones to kind of be a point of contact and kind of know the I guess some workings of what Niantic is on about but given that we've had these current ambassadors for the last nine months and we're actually probably going to have a refresh of them in three months' time, I really want to evaluate the ambassador's role in terms of how they can kind of be like a mouthpiece or support Niantic's goal in meeting people out there and actually being a two-way street and communication avenue between Niantic Dingo, and I was going to close this section down and move on, but you just opened up a can that I think that we have to talk about. <laughs> so the ambassadors, fantastic, man, that's great. So listen to this. They, they strategically or maybe unstrategically chose ambassadors from all across the world. We know that there was that 12th ambassador that they never filled, but I think aside from Africa, there is an ambassador on every continent. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that right? Dingo? You guys know, I think that's, I think that's 
Pantero, is that right? Well, Antarctica. Well, Antarctica, but that's only spoofers there and a few people there. David, is that right? Is it just... Well, I I was going to actually say we should have a fun game. Who here can name the ambassadors right now? I should. I'm the one guy on this call who should be able to name the ambassadors, Mm -hmm. and I can name like four, and that's it. Well, okay. And I guess my point, if the five of us cannot say who the ambassadors are, how much do we expect the community to be able to do that? And... That's a great point. Mm. But where but where I was going with that mm. is aside from Africa, there is an ambassador theoretically for each continent. And those ambassadors should be the face, though they should be Tintino's tentacles, right? So you've got one in US, you've got one in Mexico, there's one in uh, yeah, I know, right? There's one in uh Germany, there's one in Australia. Uh, there's a couple in the U.S. You know, you've got them kind of spread across the planet in all the different time zones. So if something was going to happen, now I don't know the inner workings of Niantic. I'd love to. But it seems like Tintino could send out an email or somebody could send out a message and say, hey, this is going to happen. Reach out to your networks. I see what you're typing in chat there. Reach out to your networks and let them know the Wayfair app at midnight GMT zero is going live, but not everybody rush and submit there. Because I'll tell you, I myself, I submitted like eight things in the Wayfair app. I just wanted to see what it was about. And the turnaround time was fantastic. I was like, this is how it should be. And then Tintino comes out with communication. Was it three days later, four days later? It launched on Friday. Today, recording this, we are Saturday. So it's like five days later, Tintino comes out with the message and is basically saying, please don't submit a bunch of things through here. They're going to show up as provisional. They may not show up in the game. And they pretty much just cut off the spigot all at once. And the whole world went into withdrawal because Mm -hmm. for three days, everything was going through. That is just the epitome to me of poor communication. David. And I was going to say, like, if they wanted this to just be a test, you could have used the ambassadors as, you know, not the scapegoats, but as the guinea pigs to try this out. Like, say, like, hey, we need to test this out for, you know, in the future. Can you try it out? And I thought that would be a good way to, you know, handle that, in my opinion, especially using the ambassadors that you nominated yourself. Right. All right. I'm going to give Hall, I'm going to give you the last word on this topic. I don't know what there is left to say. I mean, communication is broken and, and it's entirely a one way. It feels like it's entirely a one way street is we talk and talk and talk at Niantic and it feels like it's going into a black hole. Uh, and every once in a while we get a spark coming out of that black hole saying some piece of information, usually far too late to be of any value to anybody in the, that actually right. needs it. Agreed. Um, just hire some damn comms people. Yeah. Please. Well, I can tell you this. Please. We, Lachlan and I in Seattle, were told how big the staff is, and it's small. So I don't know if we were supposed to say how big it is, so I won't say it here. Uh, we can talk off air about that, but I can tell you that the staff is smaller than I thought it was, and I think the number would surprise you guys how small their staff is. So um, I know that they've asked for grace for things in the past, but I think with the size of the Wayfair population of us Wayfarers who use it, they need more staff. They need more than what they have now because there's people that literally play Wayfair more than they play the other games. And I think that 
they need to be staffed appropriately. All right, that was a really good chat you guys had about Niantic's communication. I really quite appreciated listening and just sort of being a very active participant in this discussion. So thank you for having that. Now, before we roll to break, we have a very special voicemail of sorts from Pen Pal Simon. So I think, Jamal, do you want to get this up and play for us to listen to? I have not listened to this. This is a first reaction for me. So if you listen to other podcasts, you'll have heard the lovely letters that Pen Pal Simon has written the Incense Podcast Boys, uh, and most recently, a very fun rap on the GoCast podcast. So here is his debut on Wayspotters. Yo, a nominate stops. Actually, quite a lot. Sometimes they're approved, but mostly not. Why outside my house is a postbox man But I can't get it made into a poke stop fam I want to sit at home and play the game Cause it's November, I ain't about that wind and rain I'm thinking of buying myself a Pikachu stencil and a spray can But my wife thinks that I'm mental She says, Simon, please don't be a fool I don't want a Pikachu painted on our wall I was thinking of making a community library Or just calling up Niantic with threats or bribery I don't play NBA, Pikmin or Ingress I just want poke stops at these points of interest Maybe I should offer to do Niantic a rap G If they made my house a gym, how cool would that be? Props out to Latch for befriending me in the game Maybe other notable trainers should now do the same We're gonna be best friends who don't squabble and bicker Love my man Jamal, he followed me on Twitter This podcast is a great way to kill a few hours Peace to all you waste spotters, I'm giving you your flowers If you see my nominations, just approve my stops This is Pen Pal Simon, bruv, I'm signing off What? And that's how we do, just a little signing, signing Pen Pal Simon, all that notable trainers Find me on Twitter, add me in game Zoe Cricket, my friends list is popping off, so hurry up, hurry up, I know you want to get on board. <laughs> Woo! Big shout out to the Wave Pods right. for having me on, thanks guys, and of course I couldn't couldn't bless the mic without mentioning my number one boys, Incense Podcast, already friends with Marshall 27, I want to see some Pogo Milo, I want to see some Casual Coops, and especially the man, the myth, the legend, Ian Waterfall. Well, we've had Ian on our show, Simon, and Milo's episode is the one right before this. So definitely some stuff to listen to. Oh, no, no, not the one right before this, 43. And we're recording yes. with Masterful this week. So that all three was, of them are coming that, on the show. As being a hip-hop head myself, that was what the kids would say was straight fire. The first time I heard that, I was, I was, I was at Subway. I was getting my sandwich, and I saw the email come in. And I downloaded the, the attachment and I'm walking down the street to my car and I'm like jamming out at my earbuds in. People are looking at me weird. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> it was cool. It was so well, thank cool. you. For, thank you so much for that, Simon. And yes, I've thoroughly enjoyed your contributions, both written and verbal to our friends on other shows. But definitely, if you're looking for episodes to catch up on, I can definitely recommend all the ones we've done with uh, our fellow podcasters as good little collaborative things. All right. Well, now it's time for a break. This is David from As the Pokeball Turns, and you're listening to the Wayspotters Podcast. If the saying is true, and that the early bird catches the worm, I'm going to sleep in until the pancakes are ready. This is one of your co-hosts, Blame Jamal, and you are listening to the Wayspotters Podcast. Oh, Jamal, your dad jokes are the worst. What's the most popular fish in the ocean? A starfish! What's the least spoken language in the world? Sign language. 
do babies named Karen even exist? Or do they just appear one day at 30 with three kids and want to speak to the manager? I hated facial hair, but it grew on me. What do you get when you cross a snail with a porcupine? A slow poke. I recently sold my vacuum cleaner. It was just collecting dust. What kind of music scares balloons? Pop music. Well, Jamal, your dad jokes, I haven't listened to them quite yet, but I don't think they were as bad as they were last week. So that's always a nice change of pace. On to everyone's favorite segment, Call of the Week. And our contributors in the call today have sent through some call for us to talk about. Some friends who are hoping to join us today also sent some call through, but I think we'll save them for some future weeks. So we've got three contributions this week, and the people who sent them in are here in the chat with us. So let's start with the one you sent in, uh, Mr. Hall, the counselor. And do you want to talk us through your High Plains Dice games and why this is called? Because I see this as a local hobby shop, and I'm quite excited. So when the invite came out and we were told, go get a piece of coal, I hadn't had any prepped. So I'm like, I got to jump on and review. First thing that pops is this, is uh, High Plains Dyson Games. Look, I mean, normally something like this for me, five stars, no problem. But then I go right into the description, uh, game shop that sells Pokemon cards. Borderline, I realize now that it's borderline, but... uh, that would have been an automatic rip for me, except then I scroll down and I'm checking the nearby. Oh, it already exists. It's a duplicate. And now, does I want to say the name outside of you all, because this is top tier, super long title. So Tish, do you have this up in front of you on the, the show notes? Yeah. Do you want to read the, so it's in the second photo on call one, what the title of the way spot that's already in the system is. Okay, it says High Plains Dice and Game Shop, where local people gather to buy and play games. The That's surely time. just the description. Or is that, the is description? that the title? Is that the, the title? title? <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. And the photo looks the same. <laughs> I think it's the same photo. <laughs> it so might be. This it's is normally a slime dunk. Oh, it's, it's not, not the same, the same photo. photo. It, the glare on the sign is slightly different. Okay. comparing them to two to each other it's clearly the same submitter though yeah um that being said so i tagged it duplicate fine no problem cool. then i pulled open wayfarer went to the spot and and did a title edit too. so using the Just, wayfarer app correct that's exciting so that means that that title and description edit will go through regular wayfarer 
uh, we have seen through a test that I did from Brisbane for a waste spot near Dingo that he saw the title and photo edits from what I submitted up here. We won't talk about that waste spot because it could have its own segment in the near future. But <laughs> I well, look, I wouldn't say the word Pokemon this... in the description because it's contextually That's right. That's what I was going to say. I would say that the text probably shouldn't read game store that sales Pokemon cards. Um, I would have to do a description of it, but thank you for getting in there and finding this because we don't often talk about duplicate coal and it's always fun to do that because that the title on the other one is hilarious. I don't even think trainer J would title it that. All right. So let's scroll on down to the next lump of coal. And this one comes from Dingo. So Dingo, what's this coal and just talk us through it. All right. So from what looks like to be, uh, box or a utility box on a power pole it just has these painted checkers and it just seems it's clearly a photo taken from the other side from the street (laughs) checkered past you want to read the description you want to read the supporting info for us all right i got this all right so checkered past it's meant to be post but eh Instead of repainting whole box to remove graffiti as is usual, here it is black wolf out creatively. Thanks, Access Camera. Supporting info. <laughs> I love when government workers do something different from usual and we sure old support it. Very nice. So tell us why this is coltastic. That's my new word. It just it's it's well it's just super temporary it's just a really very generic like anyone like probably like my nephew could probably just paint a random utility box outside his house and like say that's a waste spot so it's just (laughs) super basic and the photo is atrocious too i love that it's from the wrong side of the road and potentially taken from a car the rejection reasons are just (laughs) endless absolutely i'm trying to think how i can work live animal into there but i don't think i can uh, I see the shadow of a bird in the supporting photo. <laughs> right. Now, right. we so did have some coal, I, just just for listeners, we did have some coal from Sea Princess, but we'll save that for a future show because she couldn't join us today and I want to give the proper time and love and dedication to that. And as did the and, coal and, and that her, Agent X has sent us. Sea Princess has a whole story around it, so... Uh, I don't know if you were watching the the Discord, Lachlan, but there's a whole story around that, and I yes. want her to be able to explain it. So we'll move on to that, as well as Agent X. And the last thing we'll do, this lump of coal times three from Hamtaro. So take it away. It's actually times four, but it didn't make it before recording time. Yeah, so I found we found a fourth one before this. So what it is, it's literally Charles Schwab HQ or Charles Schwab Sign. And these are four different nominations with four different photos, all with the same titles and description. So the first one says Charles Schwab HQ. And it says Charles Schwab, uh, Westlake, Texas. And that's literally all it says throughout. And we really found four nominations with the same thing. Like the next one says Charles Schwab HQ sign, Charles Schwab HQ based in Westlake, Texas. And for the supporting info, guess what it is? Charles Swab HQ based in Westlake, Texas. We found four different nominations for this one. Somebody uh, obviously works right. at Charles Swab. All right. 
before before we start saying that we shouldn't be having accountants or financial planners as waste spots, I have it on good authority that a accountant building in Australia got approved by Niantic voting this week. So it's not necessarily coal. I'll well, say this. If they the, had better supporting info, I would consider it. But the way for the one taken from the car. Well, yeah, you got the ones in the car. You got some who did it across the freeway. This is yeah. a freeway. This isn't a regular street. So they're already doing dangerous stuff as it is, just trying to take the photo of the building. So what do you got to say on this hole? Um, just that this is probably an employee who popped this up because I say that because we have a couple of another regional headquarters for Charles Schwab here in Denver Metro that has basically every sign for the entire complex is a POI. Oh, so they recently went on a work trip. Uh, uh, interesting. No, I mean, the ones here I noticed first about two years ago, but I would not be at all shocked if the, this particular employee is going from uh, region to region, just doing every sign at every building. Well, looking at the, the Schwab website and why we should pick Schwab, it says they have transparent pricing always, so they're already doing better than Niantic. Um but they also have a robo-advisor that will do the work for you. And you can trade investments on your own with Schwab. Hasn't that exciting? I, I wonder who they sponsor. Do they sponsor any charities? Let's they have a look. They sponsor a couple Schwab? golf courses. They, they sponsor a couple golf, golf tournaments and a few other things. I'm not really sure. Maybe if I click on the Schwab satisfaction guarantee, we'll figure some more out about how they potentially uh, sponsor people. I think we but, need to say right now, hashtag not sponsored by Charles Schwab, but hashtag would be sponsored by Charles Schwab. Hashtag up. Lachlan has never found out about Charles Schwab before. Oh, they do, do a podcast, know? Jamal. Well, I guess check out the, the mesmerized Charles Schwab podcast or the recession strategies Charles Schwab podcast or the dangers to the US economy Charles Schwab podcast or the Friday Schwab market update podcast from Charles Schwab. I'll yes, Antar. Check that out. I was going to say, y'all need to just be a guest on the show and y'all can talk about like how this place could become a waste spot. I think it'd be a good oh. opportunity for y'all. Yeah, we could definitely do some some education there. Hey guys, that was some fantastic coal we just went over there. And remember, if you want to have your coal featured on an episode of Waste Spotters, you can do that. And the best way to do it, not the best way, yeah, I should say the best way, is to either follow us on Twitter at Waste Spotters and send it there or send us an email at wastebotters at pokemonprofessor.com. And with that, we're going to go ahead and roll on out. We want to thank all of the patrons who joined us today. Uh, thank you, Tish. I want to thank you, Hamtaro. I want to thank you, Hall. I want to thank you, Dingo and Lachlan, who had to run. We really appreciate you guys. And if you want to know how you can be on the podcast, on your favorite podcast, I'll say, for episode 60 and 15 episodes for now, Join the Patreon, Pokemon Professor Patreon. You get access to all four shows, and it's a lovely place to be. So we'll go ahead and sign off. And I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of Waste Spotters, this special edition, episode 45 with our patrons, part three. Now, if you enjoy what you heard, there's a few ways that you could show us. First, you can follow us on Twitter, at Waste Spotters. We are incredibly responsive, and one of us is usually awake to answer questions. You can also rate us on the podcast service that you're currently listening to us on, such as Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple, Google, iHeartMedia, and others. And if you ask me, five stars is the best stars, and it really helps the show. 
Right, Dingo? Right. Right, Tish? Absolutely. Right, David? You know it. And Hall, five stars are the best stars, right? Always. Fantastic. The second is you can visit our website, www.wastebotters.com. From there, you can get links to everywhere you can download the show. You can also send us a message directly from the website, or you can email us at wastebotters at pokemonprofessor.com. Third, for our American listeners, you can leave us a voicemail on our hotline, plus one, seven, zero, four, four, two, six, three, seven, one, zero. You never know, your voicemail may appear on an upcoming episode of the show. Or you can do what's actually Lachlan's favorite, is you can tweet us a message, a voice message, directly from Twitter. And finally, if you're not a member of the Pokemon Professor Network Patreon, you can join for as little as $1 US a month. You will have access to the Discord for the entire family of shows across the Pokemon Professor Network, including Wastebotters, Special Conditions, Gotta Watch Them All, Purified Podcast, and Lured Up. It's a fantastic place filled with fantastic people. And with that, we look forward to you listening to us next week. And may all your nominations be shiny. And thank you for listening to Wastebotters. Bye.